0: wasabi what happened this week we got an airplane flew down to shima wasabi in tasmania uh, we took champagne from sushi room and Scarlett and myself and esme knows everything about wasabi and we got to talk to her and be educated and inspired in and around this beautiful product uh, it was a great trip this is episode number 80, brought to you by Green Endeavour, where we create sustainable communities and where people are educated, empowered and inspired through the joy of real food, which is exactly what we did down there. And also brought to you by the wonderful Chef Notepad, calculate your food cost and manage your recipes, very important. Sit back, relax, Esme, Shima Wasabi, Shempei Sushi Room, episode number 80, let's go. Cool. Here we are in pristine Tasmania, the top left-hand corner you might say. And uh, we're here with Esme from Shimmer Wasabi. We're also here today with Chef Shempei from Sushi Room in Brisbane. We've made our way down here to check out this beautiful wasabi farm. Wasabi is growing here in the beautiful fresh air and clean water of Tasmania and uh, it's an absolute privilege to come down and learn a little bit and be able to tell people the story of your beautiful wasabi Esme. It's
1: fabulous to have you here and to be able to share everything wasabi with you.
0: How long have you been working on this beautiful farm?
1: I have been here seven years now.
0: Seven years, and that's mm-hmm. like the expert level. It's about the same as it takes to be a sushi master. Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Ten years. Ten years. Okay, <laughs> you are <a> three more years <laughs> to go. We've got goes, a bit more yes.
2: um,
0: Yeah. Tell us how you how did you how did you start this 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 uh, how, how did you come on how did you get into this beautiful business?
1: Quite by accident. Um, I didn't even know that there was a wasabi farm in Tasmania, let alone just down the road from where I live. So uh, by chance, I stumbled upon an opportunity to come to the farm and work as a harvester.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, so I did that for 12 months and then an opportunity arose for me to become manager.
0: They just saw the talent in you, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. Um, So tell tell us a, a little bit about, do you know much about the history of wasabi? It dates back to, Thousands of years, yeah?
1: Yes, and it's quite an interesting history in that the way wasabi was stumbled upon, I guess, was they found that the properties in the wasabi stem actually were able to help preserve foods. So um, that's why it's often paired with with sushi, a fish, because it takes away all the bacteria.
0: Wow. Um, So the farming techniques, because it's been around for thousands of years, everyone must know how to do it, yeah?
1: Oh, no, (laughs) lots of secrets there.
0: No, no, so we're, so no secret. Uh, lots of secrets. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it is a bit of a funny one, and it's a little bit like the 11 herbs and, herbs and spices with KFC, isn't it? That No one knows how to grow wasabi. But um, you've taken us in and, and showed us all your secrets, so you do it. And you can tell me a little bit, uh, you, you mentioned before, so you do it slightly different to some of the methods that people might think it is. I think we thought it was going to be uh, a stream of water, but, you know, being the only commercial farmer in Australia with this sort of volume that you grow for all the wonderful chefs that that use it. um, You've done a little little bit different to other farms yeah?
1: Yes that's right so uh, traditionally wasabi grows naturally in running water so in streams uh, and that's how it's cultivated in Japan. Here we we grow it hydroponically so we have plants that are uh, contained in pots and they have a dripper and yes, we, we periodically water them as required with a secret nutrient mix.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that nutrient mix is, <laughs> thank you for letting us know that. So yeah, I don't know what happened. Did something happen with the mic there, Scarlett? Yeah. Oh well, the secret's <laughs> out now. Everyone knows what the nutrient mix is. Shampoo you've been using this product, um, for many years but um in particular last couple of year or so we've been getting you the, the whole stem which is not something you probably want to tell everyone but um it's a beautiful product tell us how you use it in the restaurant
2: so the wasabi stem uh we freshly grated front of the customer yeah.
0: in front in, of the customer. customer beautiful yeah
2: so the customer even like never seen like whole stem wasabi yeah so it's good to show the customers like what wasabi is yeah and Real wasabi tastes like, like real wasabi. Real wasabi, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. So yeah. the
0: sad reality is a lot of us uh, have been brought up on the wasabi that you get at um, other places, which may well be a mixture of horseradish, mustard, coloring, mm. and a little bit of wasabi. Now, that's obviously a demand or an um, inability to be able to get it as much as what the demand is potentially or is it just a shortcut to get the price right down? What, what?
1: It, It's a bit of both. Uh, yes predominantly the wasabi that you'll see in supermarkets, the green stuff in the tube, it's horseradish and a lot of sugar and preservatives um, and that's because it's cheap to produce that way and the flavour is really different from real wasabi. You have a lot of people that say I don't like wasabi, it's too hot, it's very unpleasant. When you have real wasabi, it's sweet, it's got a lovely aroma and yes it is warm but it's it's a pleasant experience and it really, um, it's cleansing on your palate. The flavour doesn't linger for, for ages like with chilli for example, so it's a People who try fresh, real wasabi are often quite surprised at how pleasant it is.
0: Mm. And um, it sort of traditionally came around for preserving food, didn't it? That's what you said earlier. To, yes, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So that, that would have been a great thing, yeah. I wasn't sure if we said that on the podcast or we said that before. <laughs> um, so look, when we're, when, we're, when we're looking at wasabi, how can we tell the difference? Because as you said before, there's several varieties. But tell us about the varieties and also how, uh, as consumers, we can tell the difference between a good wasabi and a bad wasabi. Mm.
1: Yes, so there are several varieties available and they all have different characteristics. So here I grow about six different varieties currently and a lot of them are just in trial process to see if we can get the best uh, fit for our business needs. So some varieties will grow faster than others. Uh, the colour of, of the stem and the pace that it produces will, can vary as well. and. With wasabi it's important to remember that it's not just the the stem that can be consumed, all components can be consumed. So we have a lot of restaurants that use the leaves and the stalks and the flowers throughout um, all different types of, of dishes. So there is variation in how the the stem might look in terms of colour. Um, Flavour will vary a little bit depending on the time of the year. Sometimes it can be a little bit more bitter or it can be a lot sweeter. It just depends on what variety and what what time of the year you're consuming it.
0: So is there an absolute optimum time of year to be eating wasabi?
1: Oh all year round.
0: (laughs) Thank you, great answer. And. This is a question that is probably more for me, Shampa. You might even know the answer to this. But is there a difference between like the top part of the wasabi, and say the the bottom <coughs> bit, as far as the stem or the root? Or, or, or now that's let's clear that language up too. So, I, I I've been calling it like the root because it looks like it comes from under the earth. Mm. Um, but you refer to it as the stem and then you refer to the bit that I would call the stem, the stalk, is that correct? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, that's, yes, that's correct. Trade language
1: here. <laughs> so we refer to it as a stem because that's the, it's a modified rhizome and a rhizome is, bit, well, it's a rhizome, sorry, it's a modified stem. Um, so that's why we refer to it as a stem. Because
0: it's a correct language. Yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. uh, yeah, now I've forgotten your question. Um,
0: um, oh, oh, my the question top, was at yeah. the top and the bottom, yeah.
1: Yes, uh, there is and you'd notice there's a difference in colour at uh, the top of the stem is where obviously the stalks uh, are growing from and the leaves and so the top of the stem tends to be um, a bit sweeter, usually greener in colour compared to the older part of the stem which is um, is not, not as sweet and yeah Rightly colored, yes, yeah, yes. Yes. yeah, yeah that's what we used <laughs> before.
0: Um, and sometimes it's quite black as well. Mm. Uh, that's a that's a, I mean, that often tasty, tasty ones. Is that what we spoke about before? Sometimes the blacker ones, champagne,
2: yeah. So, like, we're getting like whole ones, yeah, but looks like a wasabi stem, looks black outside, but that is super tasty. Super tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do you find that,
1: yes? Yeah, so, naturally, um, the the stem will sort of oxidise and it could have got a bit of a um, a skin on it, if you like, and that sort of looks a bit black, but there's a lot of flavour in that as well. So you don't need to peel the stem as such, you can just grate it as it is and that will add to the flavour of the paste.
0: All right. So, um, Shempe, um tell me how you use it in the restaurant, then I'm going to ask you about the other purposes for it. What what are, How are you using it? So you grate it fresh and you use it with
2: sushi, nigiri, sashimi, of course. Yes. Yeah, even the stalk. Yes. Uh, we like a pickling or like a marinade with soy. Yep. And it's good for like side dish. Yeah. Yeah. And you're and, using
0: the leaves as garnish or flavor as well.
2: Yeah, so leaves also can meet with fish or steak. Yeah, it's a good accent for food. Yeah, like a little bit, tiny bit like hot coming up. Yeah. yeah
0: it's beautiful yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually you know it's actually i'm not sure why we don't use it more with steak actually because it's such a i mean we use horseradish which is mm. you know dare i say it's similar but um um wasabi's far superior um would we be saying that we're definitely saying that today um because that's what i think but um yeah i'm surprised it's actually not used on steak more than more than it is is that something we should be considering more Champagne? They use it more with with meat because it's such a traditional fish thing uh, and less steak. Yeah? Yeah, steak. Yes. (laughs) 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 Steak. Do you remember the cow? Remember Scudder's favourite dish last night? (laughs) Uh, So what do you think? Are she always using it with um, steak?
1: They are. uh, They definitely are. And it's actually the way that I prefer to have it. I love it with steak because I like mustard and obviously I prefer wasabi over everything, so I love wasabi with steak. So there, there's, a a, there's actually
0: a massive crisis at the moment with horseradish. I think some of the major growers stopped growing it. Mm. So forget your horseradish. We're straight on to just put <laughs> wasabi for everything now. Okay, great. Let's do that. Um, yeah, tell us, you mentioned before about other ways that people are using wasabi. Um, did you say skincare?
1: Yes. So uh, we... We use the wasabi. Um, we send wasabi powder as one of the byproducts that we produce. That goes to France and is in a range of skincare, anti-aging um, skincare products.
0: Wait a minute. So it's taste delicious. You can use it on all sorts of things. And now you're telling me it's anti-aging. Next yes. year you'll be telling me it cures cancer.
1: Well, in America they they do make those claims. So uh, wasabi is full of uh, anti microbial properties and lots of good antioxidants so it is really really good for you and all my staff are you know they're all in their 80s but we don't look at
0: <laughs> uh, uh, well if you, that's the <laughs> truth <laughs> we're moving here um, yeah wow Champagne, you said um, that um, yeah did you take wasabi a few weeks ago and you said you had that stomach pain did you dose up on wasabi Wasabi. Yeah, yeah. Did you eat some when you were feeling a little bit sick? No, I. couldn't Now eat that's it why it took bit. you some to get better. That's right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're the only only grower in the country. What a what a privilege. Um, so where where does it where does it get sent all over the world? You just said France. Where else does it go?
1: Oh, look, we've sent the the powder to lots of places throughout Europe. So France, Austria. We've also we've sent it to India. Um, we don't export any of the, the fresh produce because we've got enough demand within Australia for for that at the moment. Mm. We'd love to see, in every household, uh, we'd love to see the fresh products in all the supermarkets. And that's something that we're certainly working on.
0: Yeah, you did that little thing with the grater and the little piece mm. of Wissab. That was a great initiative. Yes. And... um yeah, we'll help with that uh, going forward because it is such a great product and it's such super versatile, as I as I mentioned. Um, so I want to just touch a little bit more on that. So how do you know? How long does it take from when you first plant wasabi? You got some little ones in there that we spotted earlier um, till you start to get a nice big um, stem. Yes.
1: So stem. Stem. That's stem, it. <laughs> uh 18 months to two years before you can start harvesting. We've got some varieties here that at about 14, 16 months, you can start to get some stems off them, but it's a very, very slow process. In Japan, it takes a minimum two years before you can get uh, a mature stem.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, and what about the other, um, so we said it clears cancer, Clears your nose, can help with stomach, okay, I think we covered all that. So basically uh, anti... Anti,
1: anti, um, Anti-microbial, so any antibacterial, antifungal, all of those sorts of things. That's why a lot of people uh, use it. I know of people who use it daily, the powder actually in capsules and take it to just keep their inner um, gut health balanced, I guess. So, yeah. Mm. Would you say it works similar to like a probiotic? Possibly, yeah. I'm not sure. There hasn't been enough research done into it. Uh, we have done a little bit of work together with the TAS Uni and the CSIRO. Um, oh wow, cool. But those projects take time. Yeah, yeah. what are they trying to find in those projects? So looking at the health benefits basically, mm-hmm. there's been a study done, I think it was actually in Queensland, and I, the lady did a PhD looking at wasabi and looking at the weight loss benefits of using wasabi as well. And she actually did an animal trial, I think, and found that uh, it was assisting mice to lose weight. So there you go.
0: Wow. Champagne, is that why you're fit and healthy?
2: (laughs) Sushi. Yeah, sushi. (laughs) Fish Fish. wasabi. Yes. (laughs) That's it. That's it. (laughs) Uh, And steak. And steak, and steak is God's
0: favorite. Uh, yeah, no, it is amazing about the different varieties. And and, and and is it just because it's just ridiculously hard to grow um, that no one does it?
1: Yes, it, it, it is a difficult plant to grow and maintain. And because you've got a, such a long time before the plant reaches maturity, you've got to really babysit your crop for mm. quite a long time. And then the other, component is with wasabi nothing can be harvested or processed um, in an automated way everything's manual so my staff have to come in and and hand harvest everything and process it so that's one of the reasons as well why it's probably not attractive to some growers.
0: Yeah, so you've, uh, yeah, I can see why a bean counter potentially would, um, you know, be like, oh, wait a minute, why have we got so many labor? Can't we mm. modify that? I've, I've been there, seen that a few times in, in different farming techniques. Now, you've been through, actually, some of the same, of the same challenges that restaurants have been to, and Champagne's and uh, other chefs have had to close their doors, and then, unlike Champagne, because everyone wants to work with you guys, but uh, a lot of restaurants haven't been able to, you know, get their staff back and to get into full production. Are you two having those challenges?
1: Yes, to some degree. Um, because COVID certainly was a hard sort of reset for, for a lot of businesses and, and we we had to close our doors for a while and then trying to get staff back. Um, I'm very fortunate. I have such a fabulous team of loyal workers who, who love the wasabi as much as I do. But it's it's challenging in trying to keep a supply as far as getting new plants in and that constant continuity of... Of produce, which we've challenged, been a challenge for us as well.
0: Yeah, um, what do you see the future for? Um, what, what, what's happening in the future? Any any other endeavours that we haven't that we haven't spoken about? You've you've told me um, that it's um, you know you've got a lot of a lot of good product here, and um, getting it into retail and that sort of thing might be the next step.
1: We definitely need to um, expand into the market. I'd also, it's for us, wasabi is more about education. People are frightened of it, don't know what to do with it, um, perhaps don't understand how versatile it is as a plant in the whole. So getting information out to people so that they can understand that, hey, this is a fabulous plant. It's got so many different um, edible components, it's good for you and you know, we should be celebrating that and we should be getting behind wasabi and wasabi far- this farm because we are unique. We're the only one in Australia and we have so much opportunity to grow and in the next 12 months or so I'm hoping to trial a different way of growing wasabi again which will hopefully make it even um, easier for us to produce mm. and make it more available.
0: Okay, um, so Suncoast Fresh, we're all, we're always um, trying to educate, inspire, empower and create these sustainable um, communities or relationships. Now today, obviously Shempo's here and you're the grower and I know that you've talked a lot already, but Shempo, what are your questions? What do you wanna know? Have I, have, we, have I stolen all the good questions already, mate? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I know that you will have more because you're very polite.
2: Yeah, so I just want to know uh, why you guys started growing wasabi
1: like yes. first step. Yeah, Yeah. so back in the mid-1990s the um, Tasmanian government uh, the Department of Primary Industries here were looking into crops that could have high economic value and wasabi was one of those and so there was a lot of interest around that time and quite a few different farmers in Tasmania had a go at growing wasabi and some obviously more successful than others and Shima wasabi was the the one business that's really um, continued and we, we were able to just get the right balance to keep the crop productive and uh, we didn't really have a, as many issues. There's been a strong learning curve. Wasabi is very difficult to grow it has a lot of uh, susceptibility to diseases and pests and it's very fickle with climate. So we're really lucky where we are on the northwest coast of Tassie because it's very mild here. We don't often get extremes of you know a run of days where it's say in the late high 20s early 30s temperature wise um, which just would not suit wasabi at all so yeah
0: and you've got all this fancy equipment here that tells you when there's going to be a storm it shuts the roof you know that
1: yes we've got a lot it's of a big
0: investment as big well. big
1: investment yeah a lot of lot of money to go into producing wasabi to, to get the setup right um, and to keep the crop properly protected
0: do you take on, like, apprentices here? Or?
1: Um, no, we haven't. Just that
0: it. QA lady in the office there who's eaten the eaten leaf, the, uh, the leaves. <laughs> what's her name?
1: Jules. Jules, she's yeah. lovely. <laughs> yes. No, um, we've just got the harvesters, really, and yeah. that's it. But, you know, they, they've all learnt a lot over the years as well and how to recognise when a plant um, needs a bit more TLC or, you know, where we can make improvements. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Any other questions, my friend? Because you're here, Mm -hmm. this is the the
2: moment. (laughs) So, around this area, uh, what's temperature gonna be like up to the bottom to top?
1: Yeah, so we get some pretty frosty mornings here, so you know, zero degrees. We've had a few minus, I think we had a minus three a few weeks ago, Uh, and then, like I said, we'll have a few days where it'll be high 20s, but very rarely. The optimal Temperature's probably around 16 degrees. You don't really want this crop much warmer than that. Once you start getting above 20 degrees, the crop starts to suffer. So we've got a lot of air flow, you've probably noticed in the greenhouse as well, which helps just to keep air movement and keep keep plants cool.
2: Yeah. Mm. If it get too cold, is it like something affecting for wasabi?
1: Not for us because I guess, the frosts, because we're in an undercover environment, the wasabi itself doesn't get frostbitten or anything like that. And it doesn't really bother them, the cold. No, it's it's okay, yeah.
0: I guess, yeah, I mean, traditionally growing in the wild back in the day in the running, freezing cold mm. water, wasn't it, yeah.
1: yeah? that's right, up high in the do mountains. Do you ever
0: have to, I mean, it might be one of the secrets, but do you have to cool the water down ever when it goes no. up to 30? No, no. Should be right. yep What else? What about, you know, bringing together your two, have you got a question for Champagne? sure we've probably prepared one, huh? I'd love Uh to
1: know more about the wasps. Oh, Oh, the beneficials, yeah. So, we try not to use chemicals, uh, we use them as little as possible within the crop, so we use a lot of um, integrated pest management, which involves bringing in beneficial insects to help manage um, pest levels within the crop so in particular diamondback moth and aphids are quite problematic for us and so we have a couple of different little wasps that we release into the greenhouse and they basically uh, lay their eggs in either the aphid or the diamondback moth caterpillar and then they'll hatch out out of those and um, keep the balance right so that we we don't have to use too many chemicals.
0: Great. Esma, you know, tell me, um, what, what gets you out of bed? Why why are you coming here to plant this one plant? There's plenty of farming jobs. There's plenty of things to do in Tasmania. You could be climbing the mountains, <laughs> be going patting the wombats. You know, I mean, I know that there's plenty of other jobs around. Uh, why do you come and do this role?
1: I just, I'm in love with wasabi. I think it's such a fabulous plant. It's a fabulous crop um and i just i love watching this business nurturing this business and and wanting wanting to share that passion with everybody else and wanting other people to get excited about it and i think there's so much so much potential in wasabi
0: yeah i think it's got a big future with you in the game um we as an industry you know you probably don't know, it, but you know, being the only commercial grower and being so passionate about it, um, you're, you're widely spoken about and and much respected from a lot of a lot of chefs. So, so know that. And uh, if there is ever a day when it's minus three and you can't get away from the electric blanket, know that. Uh, it's really important to us, and, and uh, we thank you every day that you walk into this place along with your beautiful team. Mm. Uh, so th- thank you. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to touch on is, um, you know, the beautiful air, the beautiful water. Tell me about, um, you know, any secrets with the beautiful water? Is it just that it's coming from the cleanest air in the world uh, onto the roofs, and what happens
1: with the water? Yes. Yeah, so obviously water's absolutely precious and um, wasabi requires a lot of water. Um, We're fortunate enough here to be in Tasmania where you know the water quality is exceptionally clean and um, we actually catch all the water that falls onto our greenhouses is captured and is then put into our tanks on site so we we never run out of fresh Tasmanian rainwater to feed our crops.
0: Beautiful. we do something similar up at the at the warehouse at um suncoach fresh we collect uh, all the water for the for the gardens that are around and mm-hmm. Shampoo and i are going to try and steal a wasabi plant before we go <laughs> um, but yeah it collects all the water for the gardens and the toilets and washing the vehicles and stuff mm-hmm. it's um it's a great uh opportunity to to not use town water for for planning for us as well but sounds like your water is going to be much better than ours because of this beautiful beautiful place we are in now i know that um you like talking to as many chefs as you can um well arranged in advance for the record um Mm -hmm. but ask have you got any other secret or questions you might want to ask shempei
1: yeah so i guess i'd just love to know your tips on using wasabi and what your um what you love about it
2: wasabi is beautiful can eat everything stem stalk leaves Flowers. But uh, when you eat like stalk or leaves itself, you get like a little bit like a wasabi flavor. But one thing I can like let you guys know today. Do we have to go (sighs) again? No? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So the wasabi stalk or like leaves, uh, actually you can cut in a bite size and then just quickly branch in the hot water yeah and just just like five seconds that's just quick one yeah yep. like i need to keep like crunchiness yeah and then after i finish branching just put in a container and then put lids on and so, like, so into the boiling hot water any salt so yeah I salt. a tiny bit salt then yeah. into ice no ice no ice no ice, no ice. Okay. Yeah. okay then just take out yeah just let uh, cool down by itself yeah like strain water ah, so and strained then strained put water. in a quarter uh container yeah and then close uh the lid lid yeah, and then wait 30 minutes, and then like a wasabi flavor, like a warm Increases. flavor increase. Yeah. I'm that. You're increasing the value.
1: you ever heard of that? No, no, I'm definitely going to try that. Yeah. That's not yeah.
2: common, is it? Uh, it's common. It's not common. <laughs> In Japan. do <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, and then after that, you can marinate like soy, mm. or, like pickling. Yeah. yeah. Sounds now, great. i got a question for you,
0: mate. Is it rude to mix your soy sauce with your wasabi? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is rude.
2: No, so I recommend uh, put wasabi on the fish. Uh, if you if you if you eating Straight sashimi, on. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, put on the sashimi and then sashimi, dip in the soy and eat. Yeah, oh. not mix in a soy sauce wasabi. No. Yeah. Okay, so one on top and one underneath sort of thing.
0: So the wasabi on the top and a bit of soy and then eat.
2: Yeah, wasabi fish.
0: Yep. and dip in the soy yep. and eat. Okay. yeah okay beautiful um now I, I hit up a few people and um about what to what to ask you guys today and um they wanted to ask me do you guys have any any good wasabi jokes <laughs> does anyone have any good wasabi jokes because <laughs> i do
1: yeah of <laughs> okay. course i do
0: <laughs> so you're ready for this what did the sushi say to the bee
2: What's up, babe? What's up,
1: babe?
0: Now, uh, look. One thing we haven't spoke about much, even though you, uh, the champagne, just mentioned all the beautiful ed- edible parts of the of the plant. You make this powder as well, which must tell me about the powder and what the benefits of it.
1: Well, look, the powder is a fabulous product um, for anyone to use because it's. being a a powder, it's freeze-dried wasabi, Uh, it's got a very long shelf life, you can mix as little or as much as you want when you need it. From the farm perspective as well, it's an excellent way for us to utilise all the components of a plant. So, when we harvest, there might be some offcuts of stem and stalk those components are then washed and frozen, and then they are taken away to be freeze dried and converted into the powder. So we don't, effectively we have no wastage.
0: Awesome. Amazing. Yeah, you've got a great, it's a great farm, um, and it's beautiful to get around and see all the animals ripping around the place, and um, it's got a really happy vibe and lots of great energy. Um, I can't thank you enough for having us, and and we'll be back. Champe uh, is, you know, uh, the number one guy for us as far as uh, sushi go, uh, wasabi goes and sushi. Um, so he always gets um, first call on all the good stuff, um, which I probably shouldn't say out loud. I know there's a few of them, but you know, we, is a real representative, and, and um, you know, he, he likes to represent your product, and um, and we're really proud to work with Champagne So, and we're also really proud to be a guest here, and yeah, we honestly can't thank you enough for, for having us around. And um, I'm sure there's gonna be more questions, but thank you very much for being on our little podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, empower people, and I hope that we've done that today. So thank you very much, Shempei. I know you're gonna get your whole full podcast, I think, because I've got a lot more questions for you. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for being on the podcast, guys. Thank, thank you. Thanks
1: so much for coming and visiting and supporting us.
0: Our pleasure and we'll continue to do that for a lot longer. Well, that's a wrap-up. How cool is Esme? Her knowledge is through the roof. Now, if you'd like to do a little farm trip like Champagne did, uh, please reach out to us on Instagram, suncoast underscore fresh, and give us a little message and tell us what type of farm you would like to visit. And if you're a farmer and you'd like to have some visitors, please reach out the same way. That would be fantastic. Anyway, we will see you at the next podcast.